Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. Now, I'm excited to be back for another Faithful Friday. Welcome. I am your host, Michaela Robertson, and I appreciate you for tuning in every Friday as we dive into the Word and figure out how we can apply the Word of God to our lives on a day-to-day basis to get a deeper understanding, um, a deeper revelation, more wisdom, more knowledge when it comes to the Word of God. So today, I woke up this morning. Well, technically, I was up this morning. I don't know about waking up. I was up this morning at five o'clock in the morning. And there was a text from my sister regarding the scripture of Matthew 7, 7. So my sister usually sends out like a quote or a verse from the Bible or a word of inspiration. Um, She sends it out like every day to the whole family. It's like a chain. But I received a text from her today and it was the verse Matthew 7, 7. Then I just happened to be on Instagram around 5.30 in the morning and I was scrolling and a friend of mine, Natasha Legrone, was doing her Live 35 challenge where she goes live every morning and she goes live to talk about the word of God and pray. And so today she had on a guest and I forget the young lady's name, but she was talking about the uh, power of asking and she was, she and Natasha um, spoke of Matthew 7, 7. So I figured, okay, twice in one morning, if there's any other sign of this, cause I always ask the Lord, show me two or three times and I know it's real, you know? Um, and so then I just happened to open up my Bible app and that was the verse of the day, Matthew 7, 7. And so when it comes to these episodes, these Faithful Friday episodes, I never actually know what I'm studying, you guys. Like, it's usually whatever the Lord has me study at the time in my life that I'm sharing with you. It's not something that I have, like, pre-planned out. So even before I come to you with these episodes, I, like, when the Lord gives me a word to study, I have to sit and study and sit with this word. And it's so funny because... Matthew 7, 7 is actually a verse that I did a training on in the Faith Audio Network regarding podcasting and pitching a few weeks back. And I didn't, it didn't hit me until later on tonight. So I was laying in bed and I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to get an episode out today. <laughs> I think I'm going to come back to you on Friday and or on Saturday. And it's just going to be a late episode because the Lord's not moving on my heart. And I'm not about to force something that's not there. But as I was laying in bed, I was reminded of the training that I did in the Faith Audio Network where I was teaching people the key to to pitching yourselves, like the key to getting people on your podcast, getting yourself on other podcasts is found in the word of God. And it's relevant to the scripture, Matthew 7, 7, ask, seek and knock. And so inevitably, guys. If you haven't figured it out by now, today's today we are diving into Matthew 7, 7, um, ask, seek and knock, or in some translations, ask, search and knock in regards to how we can apply this to our lives. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive in. As always, grab your Bibles. I'm reading from the CSB version. This is the Tony Evans study Bible that was gifted to me. Praise the Lord. I love it because it has big text. Um, But today we're reading from Matthew 7, 7, and we're just focusing on that one verse, Matthew 7, 7. We could go further and do like 8 and do like the whole passage through 13 um, or 12, but I really just want to stay on this one verse because 
when I started studying this verse and you know y'all y'all know we look up words around here so when I started looking up words and like really studying this verse um, there was so much revelation that was just found in the one verse and so Matthew 7 7 reads ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you I'm gonna read it one more time ask and it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you now in other translations it says keep asking and it will be given to you keep seeking and you will find keep knocking and the door will be open to you and when you actually read it in the message bible and the message bible is one of the bibles that keeps it real where it's not going to sugarcoat anything um, so I don't usually study from the Message Bible, but I just happened to come across the translation and I thought it was funny and relevant. But the Message Bible says, don't bargain with God, be direct, ask for what you need. Straight to the point. Do not bargain with God. Don't be like, God, if you do this, I promise you I'm going to do this. Or if you do this, I will do this. Do not bargain with him. Be direct. Simply ask for what you need. And so when we really break this down, I'm going to do it in three parts. The one, the first one is asking, it will be given to you. Part two is going to be seeking, you will find. And then part three is going to be knocking, the door will be open to you. We're going to dive into each one of those, I would say passages, but it's like all one verse. So we're going to dive into each one of those sentences and uh, just go and find, see if we can find deeper understanding. So, like I said, we look up words over here. So the first verse or the first word that we see is ask. And when you look up the word ask, it says to say something in order to obtain an answer or information. To say something in order to obtain an answer or information. So when I think about asking, I simply think about opening my mouth. Now, this can be opening my mouth for prayer. This can be opening my mouth to spew trouble. This can be opening my mouth. It's literally saying something, anything at all. Whatever I open my mouth up to say will have something that comes back to it in return, whether that be an answer or information. Another definition of ask is to request to do or give something. So we can make requests through the words that we speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. We can request more life or we can request more death based on what comes out of our mouths. So it's very important that we understand that our mouths are a gateway or a door to receive or to give or to request uh, what it is that we need in life. But what I found really interesting is that another definition of ask is to invite to one's home or a function. And so if you were with us a few Fridays back, Actually, it might have just been last Friday, if I'm being honest. Um, we talked about how our goal is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives, right? Um, where is this? Dwell. Let me make it my mission to dwell. Okay, so yeah. So last week we were talking about the shepherd, the Lord, how the Lord is our shepherd. And we were talking about when it comes to dwelling in the house of the Lord... To dwell is to reside, it's to take residency in, it's to make it a place where all of your belongings belong. <laughs> and so I thought it was very interesting how ask meant to invite to one's home, but the Bible talks about how, and I think it was David that said it, 
Um, let me make it my mission or my goal is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And so dwell means to live in, to reside, to keep the attention of, to direct or to stay for a while. And if we are inviting someone into our home, we are doing that through the words that we speak. So when we ask, it is an invitation to one's home. Now, the biblical definition of ask uh, in the Concordance Bible said to inquire, to seek for counsel, to demand, to request, to beg, to call for, to crave, to desire, to require. So when we say ask and it will be given to you, I found it um, kind of interesting that when I kept when I kept saying or seeing the word it, I never actually knew what it meant. <laughs> you know, we say a lot of things, but we don't actually know what these words mean. So I actually looked up the word it, y'all. And it is defined as used to refer to a thing previously mentioned or easily identified. Also used to identify a person, an animal, a child, time, distance, weather, sex, the situation or circumstances, or things in general. But what I found the most interesting is that the word it, the old English derivative of it, like the actual word it, is derived from the word he. And so when it says, ask and it will be given to you, I, it, I literally read this, ask and he will be given to you. He, Jesus Christ, will be given to us. And given, the definition is to bestow a gift, to supply and furnish, to deliver, to reach out, to present, to entrust, to commit, to pay wages or rewards, to appoint to an office, to grant admission or to impart. And that is both the normal definition and the concordance definition. So when we say, ask and it will be given to you, there are so many different translations that we, not translations, there are so many different things that we can pull from just this one sentence, right? And so the first one that I pulled was, when we say something, he, it will be, he will grant it. So when we ask and it will be given to you, when you say something, he will grant it. Another way you can look at this is, may your, make your request and he will supply it. Forgiven is something being supplied to you, bestowed to you. Um, or uh, the third definition being asked to invite someone into our home. When we invite him into our home, when we invite Jesus into our heart, which is our home, he will deliver us. He will dwell within us. We will dwell within him. We will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives when we invite him into our heart. And so ask and it will be given alone is so powerful because we have the ability to say something and it be granted and say something and Jesus is granted to request something and it be supplied to invite him and he deliver us to request something and it's presented to us to ask something and we're committed to it to ask for something and we are paid wages or receive a reward from him. Like there are so many different ways that the Lord blesses us just by asking. And like the message Bible says, don't bargain with God, be direct, ask for what you need. And because the Lord already knows all of our needs, really all we have to do is pray the Lord's prayer, which is what, uh, was it Paul or Timothy? It was either Paul or Timothy, but he was like, um, the Lord already knows everything that you need. So when you pray, go to the Father, like our Father who are in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For you are the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So when we ask, all we have to do is just say what we need because God already knows what our needs are. Now, when we move on to part two, knock. Is it knock? Which one's next? Ask and it will be given to you. Seek. Part two, seek, and you will find. When we move on to part two, I thought it was interesting because seek means to attempt to find something, to ask for something, to search for something, or to go to a place. To attempt to find, to ask for, to search for, or to go to a place. So we've already learned that when we open up our mouths and speak, things and gifts are bestowed onto us. Jesus is bestowed onto us. We can ask for more of him. All we have to do is open up our mouths. But in order to find, in, in order to find something, we have to seek. So seek, we have to attempt to find him. We have to ask for him. We have to search for him. We have to go to a place. It could be our prayer closet. It could be a place in our spiritual walk. It could be our journal, wherever we have to go to a place to worship God. Now, the concordance definition of seek means to worship God. It also says to find out by thinking, meditating, reasoning, or craving. So we seek by thinking, by meditating on the word of God, by craving a relationship with Christ, and by worshiping God. But it says, seek and you will find. Now, find means to become aware of, to discover after a deliberate search, and to succeed in obtaining or to recognize. And so we can't recognize something unless we are actively searching for it. We do not know the voice of our Father unless we have a relationship with our Father. We have to be in tune with the Word of God. We have to know the Word of God. We have to know Christ in order to receive what it is that we seek. Now, when it comes to seek, one of the scriptures that's often quoted is seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and these things will be provided to you. And so the only thing we need to seek is Jesus. All we need to seek is the kingdom of God and everything that we are asking for. Remember, ask Everything that we are asking for is going to be provided to us because everything that we need is found in Christ. Because again, our father already knows what we need. <laughs> and so uh, what I found interesting was that in Matthew 10, 39, it says anyone who finds his life will lose it. And anyone who loses his life will find it because of me. Or will anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. So I'm going to read that again. Matthew 10, 39. Anyone who finds his life will lose it. And anyone who loses his life because of me will find it. And since we know that it is he, he meaning Jesus, then anyone who finds, becomes aware of, discovers after searching, um, recognizes, anyone who actively seeks out his own life will lose his life. He will lose it, meaning Christ. When we are focused on what we want and our own things and in ourselves and we try to do things in our own strength anyone who finds his life will lose it he christ and anyone who loses his life because of christ will find him 
And so we have to surrender our lives to Christ. We have to invite him into our hearts, into our homes, ask him to come into or to bestow upon us uh, his deliverance, his presence, and allow ourselves to truly take it, Christ, him, he, into our lives. Ask and it will be given to you is literally all we need is Jesus, just ask for him. Seek and you will find is literally, if you look for him, you will find him. And so when we move to part three, knocking the door will be open to you. Now, I got a little caught up with this one, and so I had to do a little bit more digging for studying. And um, I just love how the Lord and the Holy Spirit work together because this, this word is so good, y'all. Like, I hope you don't miss this. I hope this, I'm not like confusing anybody in the process, but like, this is so good. And I really don't want you to miss it. Like, I don't want you to be focused on me. I want you to be focused on the word. Okay, so knock and the door will be open to you, right? The definition of knock means to strike a surface noisily to attract attention. It also means to collide with giving a hard blow. Another definition said a short, a sudden short sound caused by a blow. And another definition says a blow or collision. And so I found it interesting how many of these definitions kept going back to the word blow. And when you think about knock, it's as simple as literally a sharp noise, a sharp sound caused by a blow that would be a knock or striking a surface noisily to attract attention i am knocking on the bible with love <laughs> i am knocking so that you can know that i am here but again i was drawn to the word blow so i looked up the word blow because why not <laughs> and the word blow means a strong wind or to move or become moved, especially rapidly by power. So in order for us to knock, there has to be a certain power behind the knock that we give. But then again, a blow is a strong wind. And of course, when I thought wind, I thought about when we talked about the Holy Spirit, because the spirit, like wind means ruah in Hebrew, which also means spirit or breath of God. And so the breath of God is the power behind the movement that we do. So when we knock, we are literally allowing the breath of God, the wind of God to come into our lives, the Holy Spirit to give us the power that we need to get the attention of our Lord so that we can then have him and invite him into our heart. When we look at um, Luke 13, Luke 13, 24 through 25, one moment. Let's go to Luke real quick. Keep your spot at Matthew 7. Okay, Luke 13, verse 24 through 20, is it 24? It starts at 22. It's the narrow, where he talks about the narrow way, right? Um, so 22, he said, he went through one town and village after another, teaching and making his way to Jerusalem. Verse 23, Lord, someone asked him, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, verse 24, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door because I tell you, many will try to enter and won't be able because the homeowner gets up and shuts the door. Then you will stand outside and knock on the door, knock saying, Lord, open up for us. He will answer you. I don't know you or where you're from. And then you will say, we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. 
But he will say, I tell you, I don't know you or where you're from. Get away from me, all you evildoers. Hey there, storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. And then he said, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in that place when you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but yourselves thrown out. I never want to get to the end of my life and hear the Lord say, I did not know you get out of my face. That is the ultimate rejection that we could ever receive. And so when the Lord says knock and the door will be open to you, I'm going to knock. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit and the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father into my heart so that I have that power to make the moves that I need to make to consistently and persistently knock on the one door that's going to get me into eternal life with Christ, that's going to get me into heaven, that's going to get me to have a relationship with my heavenly father. Because when you knock and the door will be open to you, a door is a gateway. It is a gateway to a house. It is the entry into a gate. And so when we think spiritually, a door is the entry into the gate of heaven. It is the path from one space into the next. And so the door of heaven, the doors of heaven may be closed. If we do not take this opportunity that we have here on earth, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's given us an opportunity to ask what we need to ask to develop a relationship with Christ here on earth. Um, so that we can take our lives when our earthly lives are done here we can transition from this one space through that doorway that narrow way into heaven and jesus says in john 14 6 i am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and so jesus is the door so when we are knocking and the door will be open to you Another, when you look at other translations, it says knock and it will be open to you. And when we looked back at the word it and defined it, we know that it is derived from he. So knock and he will be open to us. So when we knock, when we allow the breath of God, that strong wind, the power of the Lord to lead us to Christ, to go through Christ, to get to our father, Things are opened to us. Now, open means to allow access, passage. The second definition of open means to be exposed to the air or to the view of. And so the wind, the breath of God, we're exposed to the, the Holy Spirit. We're exposed to it in flesh. We're able to view him. And then it also says to make present available and accessible. But what I love here, because 
there's something about looking up these words that's so powerful because when you look up these words, it gives you the the words like the Latin or the German or the old English words or the Hebrew words that these words are derived from. So just like it is the old English version of the word he derived from the word he, the word open is derived from the adverb up. And do you know what up means? It means toward a higher place or position, directed or moving toward a higher place. So literally, the Lord is saying, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, knock, and the gateway of heaven will give you access toward a higher place. Knock and the door will be open to you. That door, that gateway, that door that gives us access to move toward a higher place, to be in a higher position, because open is derived from the word, the adverb up, and up is defined as toward a higher place or position, directed or moving toward a higher place. Knock in the door, that gateway to heaven, that passageway, that opening, that house. Remember, dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That house is going to give us access. It's going to be available to us. It's going to be accessible to us. But it can only be accessible to us through Christ because Christ is it, the door, it, he is the door. So through Christ, we are able to ask and we will receive it, ask and it will be given to us, ask and he will be given to us. We can start with just building a relationship with him, getting to know him, loving him, receiving him. All we have to do is ask for him, seek. So now we need to search. We need to search through the text to figure out who he is, what he did on earth, what he's doing in heaven, when he's coming back. We need to search, we need to seek, we need to learn more about him. We need to gain a deeper understanding. We need to invite him into our homes and hearts so that he can deliver us. Because remember, when we ask, it will be given to us when we seek him, attempt to find him, search for him, go to a place, go into our our uh, our what's the word? What is that scripture? I can't remember the exact scripture, but it says when you pray, like, don't be like the the hypocrites, but go into your closet, your spiritual place um, alone before the father and make your request known to the Lord. We need to go into our sacred space and spend time with him and get to know him so that it's not like Luke 13 when he says, I didn't know you. So that when we knock on the door, when we allow the Holy Spirit to give us access to that gateway into heaven, it's already open. It's already accessible to us. And so it's already allowing us to elevate and take the steps that we need to transition into heaven and be in that higher place with our Lord and Savior. Y'all, this is so good. This Bible thing, this uh, not Bible thing, but y'all know what I'm saying. This is so good. This is so good. Okay, so for the third section, knocking the door will be open to you. A couple of scriptures that I wanted to pull out to focus on is Psalms 145, 16, which says, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. So when we talk about everything that we need, asking it will be given to you, the Lord will provide all of our needs here on earth, just like he's going to provide all of our needs in heaven. And so we don't have to worry about anything. I wanna say it's Philippians 4, it might be Philippians 4, 3 that says, um, do not worry, but with prayer and thanksgiving, make your requests known to the Lord. So basically, instead of worrying about what we don't have, about the bills we can't pay, or about these student loans that, the 
the government's trying to get us to pay back right now. Like, don't worry about anything. But instead, instead of worrying, do not be anxious for nothing. With prayer, asking, say something, ask the Lord. With prayer and thanksgiving, thank him for what he's done. Make your requests known. So basically, you have the uh, opportunity to, with prayer and thanksgiving, say something in order to receive what it is you seek. And knowing that we can say something means that he's going to answer it. Because when we ask and it's given to us, given again, it's bestowed, it's granted, it's admitted, it's imparted. imparted. Um, the other definition of given is we receive a gift, we're, it's supplied, it's furnished, we're delivered, uh, we receive the wages to pay, we receive an appointment to an office. There are so many different things that can be given to us. But God is so good because he knows all of our needs in advance. And so it goes back to the message Bible. Don't bargain with him. Just be direct. Ask for what you need. But another scripture that I wanted to focus on um, as far as uh, the passage is concerned is Ezekiel thirty-seven thirteen, because it says, you will know that I am the Lord, my people, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. So since we knew that the word up is one of the original words that brought us open. So knocking the door will be open to you, derived from the adverb up. God is saying in Ezekiel 37, 13, you will know that Jesus Christ is the Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. When he opens these graves, when he allows the people at life after death for us to elevate to heaven, to go to a higher place, he opens your grave and brings you up from them. So Jesus has the power to bring people back from the dead. We knew that, but he also was risen from the dead. So the resurrection of Christ was, is, is, not even was, is what sets him apart from any and every other religion, person, being, everything. Because it's one thing to be crucified and to die because uh, all of us have our time when our life comes to an end. But Christ was the first one that was resurrected. And because he was resurrected, he's now seated at the, the, the hand of the Father, the right side of the Father. And, he's, and the Bible says he's going to come again to judge the living and the dead. And so when he comes again, he's given us the opportunity to go up to heaven with him. But when he comes again, he's coming to judge. And so when he judges, we need to make sure that we are found righteous before him, which is why when we seek and we find, seek and you will find, we are seeking first the kingdom of God. We have to seek his word first because he's going to judge the living and the dead based on how righteous we are before him. So seeking the word, seek the kingdom of God above, above all else um, and his righteousness and these things will be added unto you. It's not just a a provision for here on earth, but it's preparation for what will happen when we are in the judgment seat. And so this is a book of instructions. This Bible, y'all, is a book of instructions that we can follow and that we can search, aka seek, first and foremost at the beginning of our day, in the beginning of our weeks, um, whenever we can, so that we can find, become aware of, recognize, uh, return to a place. I didn't even, I don't think I actually read you guys that, but the concordance definition of find means to come to or return to a place to get to, to get knowledge of, or to come to know God. 
Literally, this, this is the concordance definition of the word find. So seek and you will find. Search for and go to a place to worship God and you will come or return to a place where you have a deeper knowledge and you can come to God. Is seek and you will find. And so we need to seek the kingdom of God because we are going to return to the house of God because at the end of the day, we want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. Y'all, this is good. I love this word. Okay. Am I done? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I have one more verse that I wrote down and I'm just going to share it with you because maybe it is for someone. Um, but the last verse that I have written down is Revelations 4 verse 1 through 2. And it says, after this, I looked and there in heaven was an open door. The first voice that I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the spirit and there was a throne in heaven and someone was seated on it. And we all know who that someone is. But I love how this verse literally sums up the entire scripture that we have been focusing on Matthew 7 7 because revelations talks about once we are already in heaven once the trumpet has sounded once we are before Christ and he said he looked up and there in heaven was an open door we want to find that open door like when we knock, the door should already be open. It's like a knock and we can already see inside like, hey, just let you know I'm here. Hey, y'all. Um, but he said the first voice that I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here. That is an invitation. Come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Praise God. And then he said, verse two, immediately. That's not not within a few weeks, not within a few years. He said, immediately, that's in the next intent, an instance, immediately, I was in the spirit, the ruah, the wind, the blow, the breath of God. I was in the, the spirit and there was a throne in heaven and someone was seated on it. And I am so excited to see my Lord and Savior seated on that throne. I'm so excited to see that. I'm so glad that I read you this verse because I don't know if it was for you, but it was definitely for me. So I say all this to say, back to our original focus of today, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Why? And it goes into verse eight, for everyone who asks, or wow, that's not a word y'all, for everyone who asks, receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened and so praise the lord like revelations 4 1 through 2 says after this i looked i looked and there in heaven was an open door the door y'all was open so praise the lord for open doors praise the lord that we will not only hear the voice of the Lord here as we study, as we seek, as we ask, as we knock, but we will receive the invitation, come up here 
and I will show you. I will give you the eyes to see. I will open your eyes to what I have created for you here. I will show you what's going to take place. And then immediately, once your eyes are open, my spirit will rest on you. And you will be among me in the throne of heaven. And you will see me seated on the throne. Praise the Lord. Praise God. This is so good. Thank you, Jesus. So y'all, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. All we need is Jesus. All we've ever needed is Jesus. This book is literally a book that's going to lead us back to Jesus. And so I am so grateful that we have the opportunity to ask, to seek, to knock, because that is a gift. That This is a gift. This life that we have is a gift because it's time. And I forget which one of these words was a definition of time. It. Oh, it. So, right. So it, the another definition of it is time. And it's derived from the word he. So he is giving us more time. He's giving us time on this earth so that we can get to know him. Like at the end of the day, nothing else matters. Like nothing else matters. The Bible talks about how we do not battle against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil spirits in heavenly places. And so this world that we live in, these challenges that we go through, um, the earthly struggles are distractions that are keeping us from the only person who we need to focus on because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. He's that doorway, the gateway, the open door to heaven. He is the truth. His word is true. We need to study this word. It has the answers to everything that we need. And he is life. He has given us new life in Christ, but he is also our way to eternal life in Christ. And well, he is Christ. So he's life. Everything that we need is found in him. And so I'm so grateful that he is giving us time to come back to him. I had a conversation with a friend of mine this week and she helped me realize that the last 10 years, because I felt like I just didn't, I felt like I was going in circles <clears throat> and that every year I was experiencing the same thing. Um, and it was like, why does this keep happening to me? And it was like, okay, am I struggling with an Israelite mentality? Am I going back to the same thing I didn't know? Am I in this wilderness just going round and round and round for 40 years? But right now it's been a good three to four years and everything keeps happening the same time each year. God gave me this revelation so that I could see the pattern so that I could change the pattern. He doesn't want us in the wilderness making the same mistakes year after year. He doesn't want us literally tripping up on ourselves or um, allowing ourselves to speak death over ourselves when we can read his word and speak life. Like he's showing us a way to him. He's showing us a pathway to him so that we can take him as the pathway to our father and that we are never, um, we are never too far from God regardless of whatever we have done in our past, our sins have been forgiven the moment his blood was shed on that cross. And so whatever shame we have been carrying, we don't have to worry about that because God has already forgiven us. It is already finished. It is finished. It was finished with him, so it is finished. 
And so I encourage you today to ask, to seek the Lord, to invite him into your heart, to seek him, to knock on the door and to truly give your life to Christ. I encourage you to do that today. I encourage you to do it today. It is so important. And he has given us this time to come before him. So if this conversation, if this episode resonates with you, please like, comment, subscribe. It would mean the world to me. Uh-oh, looks like my phone's about to die. But if this episode resonates with you, please like, comment, subscribe. Um, if you would like to join a community where we study the Bible and we have prophetic prayer calls and we hold each other accountable, I invite you to join Faith Audio Network. Um, if you would learn to, if you would love to study the Bible with me, you know, maybe we can start a Bible study group. I don't know if you're down for it. Let me know. Um, but yeah, this is just, this is so good, y'all. And I don't want you to miss it. <laughs> I don't want you to miss it. But I appreciate you for tuning into another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. Uh, until next time, remember that God loves you so much. God loves us so much, y'all. God loves you so much. And so do I. I'll talk to you in another episode. Bye.